Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. I'm a clinical psychologist trained in family therapy and every week I answer one of your real life questions to offer you some psychological understandings, ideas and guidance to support you. Before we begin, I always like to offer you a mindful moment or a small reflection, something for you to do in your day or in your week. This week, I'm going to offer you a small exercise for intentional eating. And what I want you to try and do is to take a moment to savour a bite of some food at some point in your day. Don't just notice what it tastes like. Notice what it looks like. How does it smell? What is the texture? Can you chew it slower than usual? Can you really take this as a two minute mindful moment in your day and notice what difference it makes? And when you're ready, let's begin. Today's question is about preparing for a new sibling and it's a question that I get asked frequently. So let's have a listen. Hi, Dr. Martha. Um, I have just over a two-year-old um, and I'm pregnant with the second child. Um, I would like to prepare my daughter for the arrival of her sibling um, as well as possible. Um, I'm obviously thrilled to, um, to be expecting the second child, but also terrified because I've established, my husband and I have established I feel like a great relationship with my daughter, um, you know, based on trust and respect on, and like clear boundaries and all that kind of stuff. And we just are, um, would like to maintain that. Um, and with the arrival of the second child, probably the dynamic will change. Um, so we are wondering whether you could share any tips on how to make the most of that period before the birth, um, how to prepare um, our daughter, and then how to carry on after the birth with that, um, to maintain that relationship, to maintain that communication. So any key tips would be great. Thank you. First of all, congratulations if you are listening to this podcast today and you're also waiting for the arrival of another baby. I think having a baby is one of the biggest kind of transitions and family adjustments that a family goes through. It's both really exciting and joyous and it also invites worries about what life will look like with a newborn and how you will adjust to a new family rhythm. Although I'm going to be focusing on siblings in this podcast, I think this is also relevant for extended family members. So if there are cousins in the family or close family friends, when there's a new baby, there can be some adjusting too. And it can be helpful to think about some of the things I'm going to be talking about, reflect on them and support the children in your lives. 
This isn't just for parents, but also for grandparents, close family members, and even close friends who are part of children's lives. Because I think having a new baby around can be such a big adjustment for children and for parents that it's great to have a network of support around you. So perhaps share this podcast with those around you who you think might be able to support you through this time and think together about how you're going to be helping those children who are going to be adjusting to a new baby arrival. What I'm also going to add here is that for most children, having a new baby sounds really exciting. And what they think of is it's going to be fun. It's going to be so cute. There's lots of those kind of stories that children bring. But in reality, babies are often really boring and they can be a little bit frightening because what babies tend to do is cry. And what children who are a little bit older, three and above, tend to think of crying is they're hurting or there's something terribly wrong or that the cry is distressing and scary. And we know that babies' cries are distressing. They are a really important signal of communication for help and support, but our little ones won't understand that. So we need to start by offering information about the good bits, as well as the bits that may confuse or scare children. And I'm gonna walk through this with you in a minute. And I'm gonna go through around five things to think about, both before and then following the birth of the new arrival. I'm not going to be able to do it justice in half an hour. So I'm warning you now that I won't be able to give you like a very, very comprehensive answer, but I'm going to do my best to just focus on the areas that I think are really key here. I also have a chapter in my Confident Parent course on exactly this. I give lots of examples and ideas to support you and the children already in your family, as well as those first few days with baby adjusting as a couple and as a family to this new rhythm. So if you want to hear and get some more in-depth ideas, I would refer you to the Confident Parent course. Have a look at its content and see if it's relevant for you. But don't worry, I'm still going to give you lots of guidance today. This is a huge topic and I think it's something that we can add to and the information can still be really helpful. And so um, for those of you who want a little bit of an overview and some useful practical ideas, that's what today's going to be about. And just before I begin with those kind of suggestions for you before and after the birth of the new arrival, I also want to say that I think one of the biggest fears that has been shared with me with parents who have a new baby and introduce new baby to a family, whether it's through birth or adoption or any other way, is that their heart is so full of love for their child that they cannot imagine being able to love another in the same way. And the other part is very similar to this question in terms of things are working really well and there's a fear that introducing a new arrival, you know, a new little person in your family is going to shift the connections and the kind of positive relationships you've already got with your child. So what I know is that I have never met a parent who has told me that that is true, that their love for their first child or second child is so much greater than that for their new arrival. Because the reality is that love expands, it grows. We don't have an infinite amount of love to give, okay? 
We have love for our children that is different to the love we have to our partners, if we have them, that is different to the love that we might have for our friends or for our family members. And this love is not really comparable, okay? We can't really say my love for this person is greater than for something else. Love is love. At the end of the day, you know, our sense of affection and connection to somebody is so unique to that one relationship. So what I want you to know is that when you have a new arrival in your family, your love is going to expand. It's going to grow. And you will love this other little new being in a completely different way from the way that you love your child now. Firstly, because they're new. And for some parents, love doesn't just happen at birth. So it might take you a little bit of time to get to know baby, this new person in your family, and to begin to love them. That is very normal. You should never feel bad if that happens to you. This idea of love at first sight is such a myth and so unhelpful. So remember, it's gonna take a little bit of time to just fall in love with this new being. Because particularly if you've got three-year-old, a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, you've spent a lot more time with this child and therefore your love and your relationship has already blossomed into something that you recognize as familiar. So just give yourself the time. Secondly, I want you to know that the love that you have for your first child is, or second child, however many children you have, is not being shared with your new arrival. Our loves because they expand, they don't get cut up into little pieces, okay? The image I have of it is that it just grows bigger and you can fill it up with more people in your life. This is true of whether it's creating new friendships or falling in love at an older age. Our love carries on growing and developing. It doesn't just kind of stay one size and then we chop it up into little pieces, okay? So that fear, if you have it, that the relationship you have with your child at the moment is going to change, I want you to remember that that won't happen. That relationship with your child is gonna be maintained because it's your unique relationship with them. Yes, of course, there's gonna be an adjustment period. And by that I mean that your love is not gonna change for your child and the connection you have with them may not change, but it may feel for a while that your child gets a little bit less time from you, especially if you are the main carer in the family. Often that is the mother, but that is not always the case. But if you are the main carer, what can happen is that your time will be taken away by baby's needs. And that is normal, okay? Babies need more of us initially, but our older children also need to know that we're there and we're present. And that's what I'm going to talk about. How can you manage those two things? Because there are ways of managing it. And firstly, for me, there is always communication. And secondly, there's a few things that you can consciously think about adding into your day to support this transition. And I do want you to think of it as a transition. And transitions are about change. And all change comes with challenges and small blips. But you need to see this as part of the process. Not that you're failing your children or that you're not getting it right as a parent. Because the reality is you're not going to get it right straight away. Okay? It takes time to find a new family rhythm when there is a new baby in the family. So take your time and just be compassionate and gentle towards yourself, towards your older children, and towards your partner, if you have one. 
really important that we think about how we are managing these challenging, tricky situations before they happen. And now let's have a think. Ways to break the news and support a sibling knowing that there's a baby coming into the family. I'm a firm believer of keeping things simple and age appropriate. So I'm going to give a couple of guidelines for children. I'm not going to do every age because that wouldn't be possible within the context of this podcast. But if your child is younger than two, I want you to know that they're not really going to understand what having a new sibling means. It's just too abstract for them. So it can be really helpful to look at picture books and just read them as stories. And also, if you know somebody who has a new baby, go and meet them with your two-year-old. You know, spend a bit of time with them, let them get a bit familiar with what a baby is, and just keep bringing back this idea, this context, that a baby is coming into your family. What I want you to know at children who are two or younger is that when the baby comes, it's still gonna feel like a surprise, okay? No amount of preparation with a two-year-old is really gonna sink in because it's just too abstract for their brain to comprehend. Children who are between the ages of three and five are more likely to understand the concept of what a baby is. They've often seen them, met them. They will often also understand that as your bump grows, there is a baby inside it. And they often enjoy and benefit from getting lots of attention and kind of encouragement to get involved helping you choose baby items, which might be clothes or toys or decorations, or even small things like folding up baby grows to put in baby's new room when the time comes. It can help to, again, read some stories about babies, brothers and sisters, and I've got some book recommendations that I will add to the content of this podcast. And also it can really help to do things like show them the photo of an ultrasound, talk to them about what it was like when they were a baby. So if you've got a photo of their ultrasound, show them so they can see the differences and the similarities. Look at photos or videos of them when they were babies. Show them when they were like crying or when they were playing. What tends to happen between the ages of three and five is that they're absolutely fascinated. And they also tend to be really excited about having a new sibling. So don't be surprised if they tell everyone and anyone that they're going to get a baby sibling. And it should be a joyous moment. And I don't want you to dampen the moment. But every now and again, do remind them that the baby won't be playing very much. That the baby will be really quite boring for a while. That the baby will cry. And that crying is a communication. And a really nice way of introducing that idea is when you're out and about, if you see a baby crying with their parent, a mum, a dad, whoever it is, and a safe adult, show your child and say, look, can you see that baby? It's crying. It's trying to say something. And look, there's an adult next to them and they're helping. That's going to happen quite a lot in our house when baby comes. You want to introduce that idea, not to dampen the excitement or the joy about having a new sibling, but to bring in some reality. Because often it's this age group who then finds it really hard that baby is not a plaything and not a companion and actually not very fun at all. And what baby is doing is taking their parent away. So this is the age group where we need to kind of give them the excitement, the ability to feel a little bit in control, giving them some tasks that they can do with baby, maybe practicing a little bit through role play, like 
passing wipes so you can change nappy, for example. You can do that with a dolly and you can play it out. And you want to invite the idea that maybe baby's not going to be that fun for a while. But as they grow up and they start to play and start to do more, then their relationship will change and you can bring that element into the conversation as well. As for much older children, they tend to understand what getting a sibling means and they tend to have a more realistic idea because they tend to know that what babies look like and what babies do. So try and get them involved in decisions such as what you're choosing for baby, get them to think with you about baby names perhaps, maybe they can create artwork for baby's room or think about things that baby would like, for example in the bath or in their cot. Get them much more involved in kind of sharing their opinions about what they think baby would want or baby would like and give them that much more of an adult sibling role. This is a little bit different to younger children where we're going to be explaining a lot more things. With school-age children who are much older they get it and it's more about involving them and making them feel a part of it. It's about helping them feel special and like their opinion really does matter. So when baby comes, they have a role in the family and it's a slightly different role now. They are a bigger sibling, they may be able to support you in different ways and it's about giving them tasks that offer them a value and a sense of, I am important in this family. It can help to remember that as soon as you bring in a new baby, your child's role in the family system changes. So if you only have one child, they were the little one. They were the one who was cared for, looked after, got all the attention from the adults, and that's now going to change. And it's important for you to support that transition into the change of that experience by giving them a role that makes them feel seen and valued in a different way. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you have more than one child, then again, the roles will change. The older sibling is likely to stay the older sibling and not feel this transition as greatly. But the younger sibling, if you've got two children, will no longer be the younger sibling, okay? They're no longer the baby in the family, the little one. They are now in the middle. And it's often these kids who find it really tricky because they need to adjust to being an older sibling, which they have never been, okay? They've never been an older sibling. And they have to adjust to the fact that they're not the little one anymore either. 
And it's a big adjustment for a child who becomes a middle child. And again, it's really important to think about how you offer them a sense of control and a sense of value for their new role. One of the ways you can do this is by getting them and the older sibling to kind of become a little bit more aligned and connected together. So give them a task that they need to figure out together. How are we going to lay out the bedroom? Or what shall we get baby for its first day in the world? What what clothes should they wear on the way home? Get them to do that together, to think about it, to choose it. It could be something else, much more abstract, but also very loving. Something like, you know, baby can hear your voice when they're in my tummy. So are there certain songs or things that you would like to read to them? Could you two think about who's going to be the reader, who's going to be the singer, and how you're going to do that for baby? Because you can start now. And when baby comes into our family, into the world, they will remember your voice because they will have heard it. So they will remember what it sounds like and they will recognise that you are their siblings. Little small things like that, but doing it kind of jointly with their older sibling can really help to begin to shift their identity, that they're no longer the little one anymore and they might align more with an older sibling. Of course, it's going to take time, okay? It's a big transition. But these small elements can be really useful before baby comes. And now let's have a think about when you bring baby home and what's the best way of introducing baby in the real world to your other child or children. For me, when you bring baby home, I'm going to offer you two tips. And they're based on my experiences working with children and families, and they're based on what is seen to be most helpful to older children, so the children who are already there. Because it's really important to remember that newborn babies, they just need love and affection and attention, okay? They need their needs, their basic needs met, and they need lots of cuddles and warmth. But everything else is abstract. So I want you to think more about your older child when you bring them home than baby, okay? Baby is going to be fine. And one of the things to think about is that often children have been staying either with extended family or close friends, They are expecting to have a baby come home. Um, And sometimes, because we don't know what's going to happen at at the time of birth, you may have stayed away for a bit longer than they expected or than they'd hoped or that you'd hoped, of course. Try and make the first contact when you walk into your home about your older child or children. Try and make it really conscious that what you're doing is reuniting with your child rather than placing attention on the baby. Don't worry, the baby's going to get the attention. Of course they are. But what you want to do in that moment is remember that your child has been missing you. And although they're really curious about baby, often there is some underlying anxiety about a change and about being with you again. So try and show them that what you want to do is see and hold them. You want to share with your child that you have missed them and that this moment is about connecting with them. One of the best ways to do this is to not be holding baby in your arms, if at all possible. So either in a carrier, I know lots of people carry baby in the little car seat, or maybe place baby in a Moses basket as soon as you walk in, which again, you can set up. You can put the Moses basket close 
to your front door or like a, the closest room around the front door so you can put baby down and have your arms freed for baby or even just on a comfortable mat on the floor. As long as baby is safe and still nearby, what I want you to think about is how you can offer your body, your presence to your older child or children. And secondly, a really nice thing to do is to introduce baby to their older sibling. I think as adults, what we naturally tend to do is the opposite. We introduce the older sibling to the baby. So what we do is say, look, this is your baby sister, your baby brother. Look how sweet they are. They're so excited to see you. And instead, what I'm asking you to do is the opposite. You want to say, baby, look, this is your big brother. Your brother is good at running really fast and he's got a really beautiful singing voice. He also knows how to build lots of fun tracks with his cars. He's going to show you how to do that. He's so kind and he's been looking forward to meeting you so much. He gives the best cuddles. You'll see, he's going to give you tons. I obviously made that up, but I hope I'm giving you a little bit of a flavour. You want to show your older child the things that you appreciate about them, the things that maybe you've talked with them before baby came, that they're excited about with doing with baby or want to join in with baby, okay? And what we wanna do in this moment is make our older child or children feel special. They are the special ones in this house. They are, they were here first. They're the ones that have a relationship with you. Baby doesn't know what being special means, okay? To baby, this is not offensive or rude or mean. Baby's hopefully asleep, content, happy until they need your support and help and they will start crying, which is their communication to kind of say, hello, I'm here, I need something from you. But they don't need specialness, okay? Newborns don't need that. But our older children, no matter what age they are, they do need that. That is important and it's going to cement that connection that you want to maintain with them. After you've done that, feel free to introduce your older sibling to baby. So you might say something really basic like, and this is baby and baby sleeps a lot, but they also cry a lot and it's okay. It's their way of asking me for something that they need. It's usually food or a cuddle. So don't be scared when baby cries. We are here to look after baby. And whenever there is something that you can help with too, I will ask you and see if you want to join me. How does that feel? And of course, the first meeting is just the starting point of a shift in your family rhythm of what you're gonna be doing together. And there's going to be a shift. And often it is this shift that little ones in particular find the hardest. Because for children who are between the ages of like, you know, zero to five, one of the most important things is having a routine. Now, a routine is not the same as a schedule. Everything doesn't have to happen at the same time. But a routine is predictable. So, you know, if one thing happens, a child is able to predict that another will follow. And it's really, really common for the routines to shift for a while. And that is not a sign of you getting it wrong. That is very, very normal and kind of part of this transition. So what you might notice is that your older child or children 
they change their appetite or their sleep or their mood changes a little bit. Some of them become clingier and they need more from you. Some of them become more distant and a little bit withdrawn. They need more comfort at bedtime or they wake up more frequently in the night. These things are really normal and they're just part of the process. And if you're able to keep some of their daily routine the same, it can really help to buffer some of these changes from happening and it can also help them just settle into this new rhythm. Now, this is really hard, so I can't tell you what's gonna work for your family. It's so unique and individual to what your routine is already. But just a few things for you to consider. Can you keep things like their bedtimes, their meal times, and their times of play consistent to how they are now? Try and pick two out of those three to stay the same. And the one thing I would ask you to include as much as you can is protecting one-on-one -on -one time with your older child. One-on-one -on -one meaning baby is not there, okay? Baby is not being held by you or baby is not asleep next to you so that when they wake up and they cry, you need to pull your attention away from your older child to care for baby. So this might not be possible every day for the first few weeks or even months with a newborn. But if you can fit this in once a week, a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time where baby can be with another safe adult in their care, this can be really helpful. Because what you are doing is giving your older child pockets of quality attention without the baby, without your phone, without other distractions, that brings them back to the connection that they have with you. That unique connection that is there before baby and that will remain after baby, okay? It's not going anywhere. But when we offer our children protected time, we tell them that we value these moments with them. That we're not just gonna give them away because a baby has arrived in the family. So this is really, really important. And it's the one thing that I would add to your routine. And like I say, it might not be every day, particularly at the beginning, because for me, it's really important that we also think about recovery and your well-being, not just your children, but you as parents, how you're dealing with a new baby in the family, your levels of exhaustion, your amount of physical recuperation and healing. Those things are really important. And that one-on-one -on -one time can just be you and your older child reading a book in bed, but just the two of you, okay? It doesn't have to be complicated, does not have to be a day out or anything like that. Small moments of deep, meaningful presence is so important to little ones and it's important for you too because it's gonna recharge you and bring you back some of that kind of relationship that you have with your older child that for a while you might feel you've been having to put on the side. And I just want you to remember that it's not gonna go away. It's gonna still be there. And as time passes and your newborn baby is no longer a newborn, things will adjust and it will become easier. There is so much more I want to say, but I think the one last thing I want to end on is about you as parents, as adults in a new baby's life. More than ever, I want you to remember that it's okay and important that you accept help from family, from friends, from your community around you if you have one. And if you can't accept help because nobody's offering it, I want you to be able to request it. This is important even before baby comes that you think, what will I need in terms of support? Whether you need it or not, doesn't matter. You can make a plan that can support you before you need it. So what will you need? 
And who could you request help from in those moments? How can you make your life a little bit easier? So things like asking family and visitors to offer you practical supports when they come and visit baby for the first time. Could be as simple as bringing you lunch when they come and visit rather than buying you lots of baby grows or toys. It could be something like coming to spend time with your older child or taking them out for a special activity so that you can have a small moment of quiet with baby or a bit of rest or It could be to help you with some grocery shopping or doing something really practical like doing a little bit of laundry or even coming to see baby and hold baby so that you can shower or have some rest. None of these things are selfish. And I promise you, after all these years working in psychology with families and children, one of the things I know for sure is that when you request things like this from people who are close to you, from people who love you, It is not a request that they refuse. It is a request they welcome because most people want to help, but they don't know how. And when people say things like, let me know if you need me, they mean it. But that is a tricky thing to answer because in your mind, you'll be thinking, yes, but can I really ask you for all these things? So do it before baby comes. Ask those close people around you, how would you feel if I'm struggling a bit? Would you be willing to do some of these tasks? Would it be okay if I asked you to bring lunch or bring some food rather than lots of clothes? Because we have that. What tends to happen is that people are grateful and relieved that what you're doing is including them in your thoughts and that they feel like they are being supportive to you. So just remember that. Having a baby is a massive adjustment. It takes time. You need to rest and recharge for yourself too. And as thoughtful and wonderful as it is that you are thinking about supporting your children, your older child or children, to adjust to the arrival of a new baby, it is just as important, if not more important, that you think about you and what you need to adjust to a new baby. And we're coming to an end. Thank you for joining me on another Talking Sense podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I have now launched the Confident Parent course. It's a course that I hope will become a companion to your parenting. It offers ideas and suggestions that are practical as well as points of reflection to help you think and see things from a different perspective. It is accessible online and it is not the kind of course where you have to sit down and watch it all in one go. You can watch the videos as and when it benefits you and none of them are longer than eight minutes. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the course, see the link below or go to my website www.drmartapsychologist.com. Before we end, I always like to give you a little mantra, something to hold you for the rest of the week. And given what we've talked about today, what I want to share with you is, I am not alone in this. Remember, you do have a network of support and you can rely on them if you seek what you need from them appropriately. I hope that you have a good, restful week. And I look forward to seeing you again on another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 